0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Stitches Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Mannerfeld, here with Nick Budig and Robert Stengler, as always. Um, Like I promised last week, we're going to be going over some of the free agents and the off-season biz that has gotten underway. Um, We're going to save our end-of-the-season podcast until next week because some of the awards are still being announced. So it doesn't feel right until we kind of get the MVP and Cy Youngs for us to review our predictions and um, see how well we did. Which I could probably tell you off the bat we didn't do all that great when it comes to like the team predictions and the playoff predictions. But um, I think my award predictions did pretty well, especially in the American League. Uh, might have missed out on like 150 bucks if I would have placed a bet on a certain Cy Young winner. Um, should have probably done that. What are you gonna do? Like Robert says, I use the. You don't use your prediction powers for, for bad. I don't right? know if I say it like <laughs> that. Wow, that's. I would say we that's the, the to Robert the reading,
1: I don't know anything about bad. That's, I never used the word bad. You said
0: there. you said I don't use it to gamble.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I consider. Like that you have a superpower
0: Don't want to use those something. powers to gamble. Yeah. It's,
1: Luke's calling out everyone who bets now is bad. No. I'm not saying
0: it's bad. I'm just saying I'm, you, you said you will not use it to gamble. He's calling you out for calling people that gamble bad.
1: I mean, I let people have my predictions, and then I don't want a cut of it.
0: Has anyone won anything yet? <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know. No one's ever said anything. <laughs> That's
0: probably not a good sign.
1: <laughs> well, or they don't want me to think I actually want a cut of it, because I really don't. I don't care.
0: Okay. Wow, you heard it. heard it here first Alright, Robert really twisted that one to make it sound good That's alright though Yeah Um. So Robert might be like a second behind on this podcast We don't even know Because as we record this <laughs> When we did our sync at the beginning His clap was a, a, a second behind So if you're listening yeah. to this and Robert is a talking messy. over us um, That's why It's because his uh, I don't know what your problem would be Your mic, your computer, your life
2: Northfield,
0: yeah could be a lot of things, but uh, yeah. like I said, today off season podcast, we're going to talk to some free agents, um, so maybe some teams, maybe the twins a little bit because we had a little debate in our Facebook chat. Um, so maybe that'll carry over. We'll see. Um, make sure to follow along over we'll here pretty much every week in the off season. Uh, I think after next week, we might do it bi weekly, kind of see how things shake out with the free agent market. Um, but regardless, follow along. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your audio. We're on social media at Sitches Pod on Facebook and Twitter, and our email is the Sitches Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, uh, where do you guys want to start? I think the the big big names. Let's start there because the most intrigue comes from these position players and maybe some of the pitchers too. Um, but the big kahuna is Aaron Judge, who uh, <clears throat> obviously hits the market for the first time and uh he is coming off the best season of his career the best season we've seen in a long time from a position player um i think everyone is kind of expecting him to go to uh or not everyone i'm saying <clears throat> there's still a lot of holdouts think he's gonna go back to the yankees but um there's also been talks about the giants there's been talks about some sleeper teams like my sleeper team the Marlins. Uh, no one believes me. Nobody's has been it talking happens. about the Marlins. Yeah, that's the like, true. Like, what?
1: Where are you getting I'm just, your facts? They just want to do the flip. from stop the, I'm the just saying, like, think about it, how Aaron much judge.
0: the Marlins need offense. I'm just An outfield one. offense, especially. I'm not
1: going to pay $400 million
0: Big righty bat. I don't know, man. Miami's on the up and up in terms of money.
1: Luke's on the up and up. Yeah.
0: I think, uh... Miami's my dark horse but what do you guys think about Aaron Judge uh where do you think his market's going to land how long do you think it's going gonna, it's gonna to take because we've seen some of these big names really sign late but they've also kind of got burned by that a little bit so I wonder if that yeah. will
2: change I I don't know I, I think I think we saw with the with the Carlos career I think last year obviously it was that late signing you can see he' struggled a little bit but like you said we've seen that in the past um and it's it's to me, I think it's it's gonna be tough for someone to obviously meet Judge's asking price, similar to Juan Soto situation we might have. But uh, I I think I'm I, I'm thinking Judge is gonna sign pretty quickly, and I and I I think he's not gonna go too far.
1: So you're yeah. saying he's gonna stay.
2: Yeah, I have a tough time seeing him not a New York Yankee with how much they can offer him.
0: I wonder how long it's going to take to shake out, though. That's what I'm curious. Yeah, if it, I mean, if it there's going to come a... down to that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess.
2: I mean, we we're no experts on how those negotiations go, but maybe he they're seemed, gonna.
0: The, the thing that gives me pause about the Yankees is that he seemed pretty insulted by their offer before the season, so yeah. much so, like that's you know, the Yankees came out and publicly told them, told everyone about it, and he did not like that. And so that's why I think he kind of feels disrespected a little bit. And so there, that's where I'm kind of getting hung up on it. But we also saw, like, for example, Byron Buxton with the Twins. The Twins did a little manipulation with him. He re-signed with the Twins and uh, did a, a somewhat team-friendly deal. So, like, it does, it's not like we know what's actually happening. But it does give me a little bit of pause in terms of re-signing the Yankees. I, I do think mm. there's some merit to the Giants conversation because yeah, that's, another um, that's another big market with a, money, with a lot of money, a team that seems to be hot on the heels of big free agents. We've seen them go after Harper before, so I don't know. Robert, what do you, what do you kind of think of the, the judge market?
1: Yeah, I would say it's, right now it looks like it's Yankees and Giants. Yeah, it does. I, I feel like mm-hmm. him being from the area... Of San Francisco, yeah, that's a big one. I think that definitely plays into factor of family matters. It's a big deal for contracts. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So, I would argue one, yeah. it's really hard to really say if it's going to be the Yankees or the Giants for me right now. But those definitely are the front runners. But the Giants definitely don't have that core superstar in their or in their roster anymore. So they're going to need somebody, and I think Judge definitely fits that mold, especially in the outfield. Their whole outfield is just a flux right now. They haven't had a great outfielder, for to say, besides like Chris Bryant a couple years ago. So I think this is definitely a play for the Giants to do. As you said, Luke, they have a lot of money to spend. I wouldn't be surprised if they did get a judge. But at the same time, they don't necessarily Mm -hmm. need him because they can spend it in three other players as well. They have some of the highest payroll right now going into this market. So there's a lot of ways the Giants could do it, but I think they're definitely a front runner for it. But I do think that the Yankees cannot be counted out as they are New York mm-hmm. and they do love their Aaron Judge. But the fact that he carried them so much kind of tells me that maybe Judge is thinking a different route. Like he he wants to be part of a team, not just be the the whole guy and it seemed like with New York he was the only guy and I don't think that's that's like Judge's thing. I think he wants to be more with the team effort and I think the Yankees are relying too much on him as himself.
2: Just imagine that. Judge Peterson combo in San Francisco
1: and hopefully Elliot Ramos in center even if he's not a great center fielder that he needs to play there's no excuse for him not to play
2: yeah they have some young guys I mean it's it's, it would be it, I mean you
1: and the Luciano at third base
2: it's a move for the Giants obviously to to make a commitment like this like you said they haven't had a I mean they, they don't obviously Posey is the only superstar really they've had uh, well, the, last, pretty, the last the last, guy that they players. I think
1: they did a big deal was Hunter Pence if I'm not yeah. mistaken that's the last And obviously,
2: Aaron Judge is
1: <laughs> way better than Hunter way Pence. better than Hunter Pence. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: I could, I, I to me, I agree. It's the Giants or, or Yankees, and it's kind of like you said, it's the similar situations. Giants. I mean, Giants are more of a, a, a solid team, solid pitching, whereas obviously, like you said, the Yankees are they are what they are right now. They don't really have a lot of help coming up, um, and from what their roster already looks like, it's tough to unload that and, and switch that talent around.
0: For sure. All right. You guys want to move on to the next one? And, uh, sure. What I is guess on your list, Robert? Here, you kind of have a rank here, but I don't know. Do. you're, like the actual top five to of the, uh, well, maybe not. Else Robert's got different opinions, but I think Carlos Correa is a good one to talk about because it's got some twins intricacy mm-hmm. in there. Um, Carlos Correa, shortstop, obviously went on the, the one year deal with the twins last year, had a pretty good year by his standards. Um, I don't know. I don't think he's coming back to the Twins. I think the Twins are going to try to get him back, but I don't know if I, I can see that happening. I think there's a, um, a, quite a bit of teams that are in the need of a shortstop. So um, what do you guys think about Carlos Correa here?
1: I think Correa is in that situation where he's going to be one of those guys to kind of come off the board later. And mm-hmm. the reason being nobody knows where his market is, is how much yeah. they want to pay, how many years he wants. And I think the, the team that always swoops in and ends up getting their guy it's the Los Angeles Dodgers. I see Correa going to the Los Angeles Dodgers. They don't get Trey Turner back. I think they really want to get a marquee shortstop. Not that Trey Turner is really not a marquee shortstop, but his defense has kind of been iffy, if you will, at shortstop. And I think the Dodgers kind of want to solidify a true shortstop instead of having Gavin Lux there, even though, you know, he hasn't really had his opportunities I think Correa is that perfect fit with L.A. He's seen it before firsthand as an Astros to see how good the Dodgers organization has been. He talks about young players Mm -hmm. all the time being really good and growing. And, you know, how he he mentioned that about the Twins as well. He liked the young talent that they had. But the Dodgers are superior, one of the best with young talent. I think it's the perfect fit for uh, the Dodgers to have Carlos Correa.
0: I think the Dodgers are the favorites here because you know they let Trey Turner walk and and you know like Roberts all the reasons that Robert said um, and I think Trey Turner's going to get more than Correa in the market too because um, you don't think so, Rob? I mean, you have him ranked know. above I, Turner. T- in I know, question.
1: but we're but we're not just talking about like values. We're talking about how valuable more so the guy is to their organization and the team. Yeah, and I think true. Trey Turner being a year older also kind of hurts him more versus Correa because mm-hmm. that matters apparently.
0: That's true. It's a year difference. It kind of blows my mind that Korea is younger, but right? yeah, no, I was, I I was also it, blown away that he's younger than Aaron Judge. It seems like Korea has been in the league longer, which maybe he has. I don't know. Um, what do you think, Nick, on Korea? You think the Twinkies are gonna go out and get him?
2: I mean, I don't. I don't want them to. Obviously, there's that, <laughs> there's that report that the, everyone that they offered the biggest contract in team history yeah, to him. was that? Um, obviously, the, there's there's not a lot of, lot, of, lot of air behind that one. But I think he, it hurt him this year that he didn't sign last year just because of what we got for shortstops. Like you said, Trey Turner, um, even Dansby Swanson. A lot of people love what he brings. Z- uh, Xander Bogarts obviously is not on the level of those guys, but he's still a big option. Um, so I think that's, that might help some teams in that regard um, just because there is so many big-name options out there right now to me i agree it's it's the i mean it's 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 the dodgers um like you said for all the right reasons they don't trade turner anymore gavin lux isn't a shortstop by any stretch of the mean their their next potential is is jacob amaya and he's down in double a so it's it's got to be i think dodgers for korea outside of that it's it's the
0: yankees going to try and make a swoop all right let's move to the next one here which is another shortstop's trey turner who we just alluded to um arguably better than Correa, but i don't know if that's super clear cut these days um they both kind of bring different things to the table i think mm-hmm. trey turner is more of a, a bat first type of guy um whereas korea is kind of the all-around presence and has a little more power than trey turner and um maybe a little bit of a clubhouse presence, although that's hard to to measure the intangible Mm -hmm. part of it. But everything we've heard about him has been good um, with the Twins and everything. So um, is Trey Turner going to get more than Correa? I mean, who? I think a lot of the same suitors we talked about for Correa are going to be in the market for Turner. Um, Yeah,
1: Philadelphia has been the main one right now for Trey Turner because of him being buddy-buddies with uh, one of the other free agents. Well, not only that, the other free agent too that's on the market that can't even think of who it is now. For oh who? man, for the for, uh, no the Phillies. So Trey Turner has a link with somebody else that's a current free agent in baseball that he's friends with, and he was going to go. Oh, with possibly people are talking about both of them going to Philadelphia. I can't remember who the guy's name is now.
0: Is it a big one or no?
1: I'd have to look it up.
0: Is it Nimo? Um,
1: of course, uh, my buddy would know. <laughs> Trey, Trey. I'll look it yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, Trey
0: Turner friend.
2: Yeah. He's, to me, I think he will. I think Trey Turner will know. make more just because
0: of. Apparently, they have a Trey Turner and Rendon have a bromance. His skill set. Yeah, no, not in case, that. In case you're wondering about that. But okay, go ahead, Nick. Sorry. I would say I think
2: he'll make more just because his offensive skill set has been consistent Lee I mean, he's at 300 every year. he goes on those hitting streaks every every other every other month, but. Uh, I just think really his what he stick. brings. Yeah. What's that?
0: You can't really deny the stick.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's also still... I mean, obviously, the speed's going to start dropping off pretty quick here, but even if it drops off, he still has that advantage over
1: And I I think he's not really transitioning himself into being an all-time, all-around shortstop at this point. He's looking more at second base and maybe even left field for me, if Mm. not center field, just because of speed. And that's why I mentioned on the list that I have, I said he's right now a shortstop, but he's probably profiling more as a second baseman outfielder in the mm-hmm. next three to four years because you know <laughs> shortstop's really hard to play your whole career at and be at a high level. And Trey Turner kind of had some blips in the postseason at short, so I don't really think evaluators are going to see him as a long-term shortstop, mm-hmm. which definitely hurts his market uh, as far as dollar value. Whereas Korea is kind of the opposite, but I see him because of how big he is. He's getting his size. He's getting bigger. He's gonna probably get moved over to third base and not be shortstop for too long either. Because at once at one point, once you get 32, 30 plus, you just don't end up being shortstops anymore at a high level. People want your younger prospects. It's just the way it is. More agile. It's very very rare that a 32 plus year old shortstop stays at shortstop for, you know, from 32 to like 36 years old. It just doesn't happen anymore.
2: No, I, really I guess. Doesn't. I mean, I could see Korea being doing it, like you said. Size is big for him. He's hasn't been an overall like agile guy, fast guy, like trying to get some of the balls that Korea can. But I think it's just been his arm has just obviously been the huge part for his career. And I think we've seen guys still stay there even if they're, if they're, if if their arm starts to fall off just a little bit, just because they kind of already have that base and that size. So to me, I think Korea is going to stay for a little bit longer than most.
1: I
0: think that's the one Robert thinks is going to go to third base.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I could see Correa going to third base. I mean, you talk about there's been people when he was first drafted, some compared him to Alex Rodriguez, and I think because of his size and how he's getting bigger. And if you look at one stat, and I know there's always outliers with stats, but outs above average, Correa was really bad last year at shortstop for the Minnesota Twins. So I think there is potential that he could move to third base in the next, like, three or four years. He doesn't stay at shortstop. He is 28 years old. And it kind of goes with the threshold of what I'm saying, 32 years old and older. You don't really see everyday shortstops anymore at that position at a consistent long rate. So I do think that Carlos Correa will move to third. But I think still right now, in the next three years, he's probably still profiling as a solid shortstop.
0: Yeah, I feel like we talked a lot about a lot of shortstops, but that's kind of the... the nature of this, this offseason because Xander Bogarts yeah. is the next one and then we haven't talked about Dansby Swanson either but I don't want to talk about all shortstops on this one So can let's... we
1: talk about Brandon Nimmo well I was going to say let's, is... let's
0: do those two and then we'll talk Nimmo and then we'll go to okay. some pitchers and then okay, maybe okay. Twins to wrap it sure. up but um, with Bogarts and 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 Dansby I don't really see the market changing all that much I think a lot of teams we talked about are still in play I mean they're top tier shortstops although I do see the Twins being more in play with Xander and Dansby than like a Trey Turner um mm-hmm. And so I I, I kind of see the twins in play on some of these guys, including Carlos Correa. But mm-hmm. a lot of the teams we've already talked about, I think, are going to be in on Xander Bogarts and Dancy Swanson. Yeah.
1: Well, I think for Bogarts right now, for me, I would see Boston and the Atlanta Braves being the big ones for Bogarts. And the reason Bogarts to the Braves is because Ozzie Albies is humongously good friends with Xander Bogarts from the same area, same mm-hmm. same country. So I think that is going to play into a big effect into him being in Atlanta. And the Braves, yes, I know they have Vaughn Grissom, I think that's how you say it, at shortstop, good young player. But he's a guy that could also move as well. They could trade him. It kind of depends on what the Braves are looking at as far as where they are at the Major League level. And I just think Bogarts is a perfect contact guy. The Braves, I think, really do struggle with contact, even though you can see the high batting averages when they won the World Series a little bit. They still lack swing and miss in their game, especially with like Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, Adam Duvall, Ryan, Austin Riley has some swing and miss here and there. I think Bogars kind of solidifies the contact in that in that lineup that they desperately need, and I think he's a great just uh, all around player. And his defense is also getting better, so his market is growing for me. And I think Atlanta, if not Boston, is going to stay on that market. But it just doesn't make sense to me for Boston because they had a draft pick a couple years ago, Marcelo, Marcelo Meyer who is a huge, huge prospect to them. Unless they're going to move him, I don't see any reason that they would sign a shortstop at high pedigree, but who knows with Boston. They're kind of that weird team as of late, the last few years.
0: Okay, now let's talk about Nimmo, Robert.
1: (laughs) Yes, Brandon Nimmo, I think one of the most intriguing players. You want to talk about a left-handed hitter that would fit really well in a New York Yankee uniform. He gets on base, something the Yankees desperately need. At the top of the lineup just a perfect leadoff guy and it's funny because a lot of people ripped on this guy because he couldn't stay healthy he was kind of like a meme in a way because he always ran yeah. to first base when he first came up everyone's like mm. well what the heck is he doing he just got to walk what are you why are you sprinted out first base but he isn't in, actually intrigued into being one of the better outfielders especially in center field in baseball by defense by speed on base high contact and he's now starting to get a little bit of pop now he's not a huge home run hitter so I think that's going to kind of turn a lot of teams off, but that doesn't mean that there aren't also a lot of teams that are going to be interested in him because he's got this full all-around tool set that makes him valuable. Now, I don't know how much he's going to go for. I don't know what the years are, but I think a team that desperately, we've seen it over the trade deadline the last couple of years, especially a team like the Phillies, even though I know they got Brandon Marsh, Nimmo is a way better overall player And they've been looking for a true center fielder. It doesn't mean they couldn't sign Nimmo and say trade Brandon Marsh. Do I think that's going to happen? Probably not. But the Phillies were so close to being in the World Series. And a guy like Nimmo could be that little push that could have won in the World Series. That's a really, really good player right there. And that's why I put him at fifth. As everybody else might not have him as the fifth best player in the free agent market. But I think a true leadoff, a true center fielder with true speed is super valuable in today's game. Especially a guy who walks a ton.
0: Hmm. I liked Nimmo a lot a few years ago, and I remember I kind of got some crap from that from you guys. You're right. I gave you I, crap. Couldn't I, stay I healthy. Like, this training. guy is a you prototypical lead off yeah. hitter. The only thing that's missing is kind of the defense and like a consistent stick, and it yeah. kind of has come around for him. So, yeah. Just I just want mean,
2: to throw that out there. The, the team I kind of look at, and I kind of would obviously, they're already the, the World Series <laughs> champions. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, who, who are the – I mean, the Astros have Jake Myers and Chase McCormick roaming around center field.
1: Yeah.
2: Brandon Nemo? Obviously, he's not uh, – Dude, come on.
0: Nemo? <laughs> You're doing this on purpose, Nick. Yeah, heck? you
1: are doing it on purpose.
0: Um, right, keep going. I, I, I think he'd be a
2: great fit. I mean, Michael Brantley's a free agent. Who knows if he's going to re-sign with them they're a, a left-handed bat that's going to get on base they, obviously they have left-handed power hitters but yui guriel he's probably done with the astros so uh to me i think having a having a bat like nimmo and the and the team would be make them even better than they were this year
0: honestly do you think the marlins go get an outfielder at all because like, i'm <laughs> they curious need, i mean they need to because of their rotation to. i feel like they just need bats and they're they're competing.
1: Yeah, but wouldn't they just trade those deep pitchers? They're going to, but they need more no, than I, don't just, like, I don't think they're, they're going to sign a huge outfielder. They just got Oscar Garcia. They are sign. They're last they're... year and he get, and they got burned by them. Okay, the, it might be so ridiculous of really... judge,
0: but Nimmo might be a good fit. I mean, Nimmo would be it would be one.
1: Well, yeah. For sure.
0: So maybe they don't go get judged. They but get, I, don't but know. they or, might
1: value. Well, actually, Jack Peterson, You
0: have Jack Peterson on your robber. I think he accepted he, the qualifying offer. He went yeah, to the yeah. Giants, I, right? I
1: had him on there, but he went to the Giants. They
0: yeah. could get Ben Yep, that's a good fit too. I mean, he's well, he's had kind of a. It's kind of weird how he changed his game. And went for like contact on base instead of power.
1: Well, Ben always been a walk freak. But like that's he, been his, he, best, that's but been his he, best tool he, he since he kinda, the leagues.
0: He kind of uh, exactly. tried to get power, and this year he just completely got rid of the power. And yeah, it was, went all on base. It was, went all on base and actually hit for average, too.
1: Yeah, I don't think Ben Attendee is uh, really the type. I mean, if you're going to talk about a Marlins outfield, they have to go get a big guy. <laughs> if conf- it is Judge, that's crazy. But, Conforto, like... I just talked, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that'd be more more of the marlins take right there that's also a brewers player you know talking about a bad shoulder brewers. taking on a little little risk but for those teams is it really risk because that's the guys they target all the time they target those players all the time i mean they target mccutcheon i mean wouldn't be surprised mccutcheon went to the marlins i mean like it's just the <laughs> marlins true. and the brewers just they don't really go after huge names like they just it's not their no. mo lately i mean there I'm isn't any i'm kind of outfield telling, names. but i'm kind
0: of not that's the thing
1: you're kinda of trolling what you're kinda of not. It's judged well,
2: and jumps down to Nimmo. Yeah, and I don't Related know how outfield much right now.
1: I don't know how much the Marlins value like a guy like Michael Brantley at being DH or being a left fielder just because his contact bat still has high potential, even though yeah, the injuries are starting to hit him again and his age isn't helping. But he's definitely still one of the better contact guys in the game and I've seen his wrist hitting and it's one of the best still. He's still up there. So that's something that the Marlins definitely could use, but I don't know how well they value a 36-year-old in left field and designated hitter. Yeah, I don't know. Indeed. It's hard to say. Plus, I I think the Marlins are still viewing J.J. Bladé as a potential smaller form of Brandon Blende. Nimmo. So, I don't know.
0: They need a lot.
1: They really do. But Luke's really keen on them.
0: I know. I'm like I said. I'm kind of half trolling, but also kind they're of the like, next next Orioles. They're like my yeah. dark horse team for three years now. I think. No
1: kidding. But it's a good point that you brought up uh, Andrew Benatendi because I wanted to talk about my guy, Mazataka Yoshida, being an outfielder. And I think his game has some similarities to either as peak high as Brandon Nimmo, but more so an Andrew Benatendi type of player. Talking about a left-handed here with incredible contact. Guy does not strike out. Tons of walks. Yes, we don't know how he's going to do against the fastball in the major leagues. But he has one of the better eyes in the game. He's got one of the better swings. A lot of scouts compared him to a left-handed Jose Altuve, which is really, really high uh, praise right there. I don't know if I'd go that high. But if that is true, I mean, you're talking about one of the biggest sleepers of the market, and I still think he's going to be a little bit too much with the posting fee because he's not a true free agent, whereas his counterpart starting pitcher Kodai Senga is. But I, I think Yoshida's market is really big. I think it's one of the biggest markets right now. Because Seattle's in, the Yankees are in. You want to talk about Boston. There's a ton of uh, teams that have been looking for a left-handed outfielder with, and we talk about this today's game, the contact coming back, Stephen Kwan. There's comps to Stephen Kwan to Yoshida. This is definitely someone who's not going to hit a ton of power, but if he does get into it, at best, I'd say about a 12-15 home run season. And you're talking about the on-base, the walks. He's not going to strike out very much. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes throughout his whole Major League career without striking out. Uh, more than 110 times in a season. Like, he is just that good at contact. Complete difference than say, a Suzuki.
0: I'm glad you turned a bend Attendee chat into a. Yoshida. Into a Jack. I had to, because contact
1: is huge, man. It is. yeah. Especially now.
0: All right, let's uh, get started with pitchers here. We've talked too much about position players, so. Um, sick of them already. Okay, Jacob DeGrom, Justin Verlander, Carlos Rodon. There's a lot of big names out there even tyler anderson who just got signed by the angels for three years can i just say what a guy having a career <laughs> year has been like mediocre to terrible over his whole career has one good year at the dodgers and he's 33 years old and now he gets a three-year deal with the angels the Racking angels just love signing these types of pitchers like robert you made the comparison to, like andrew heaney although i don't think andrew yeah. heaney had as good of a year as tyler anderson had this year but still like Guys that are like fringe, like fringe good, and they well, we, signed mm, him for more than one year.
1: <laughs> we all talked about Tyler Anderson with the Rockies being like the potential one of the best pitchers in that rotation for years and years, yeah. and it never happened. And then all of a sudden, this year, not in a Rocky uniform, but with the Dodgers, he has a career season. So, I mean, it's not like super, it's surprising that he was this good to me, mm-hmm. but it's not surprising that he finally did something in a season because he was due for at least one season of stardom, I guess, if you want to put that word out there. Stardom. Yeah, if you want to put it out there. Because he did get paid like a star. But should he have? I don't know, Nick. You tell us.
2: I don't think so. <laughs> but he's not a free agent anymore, so we shouldn't talk about him.
0: No, he's not. Uh, Jacob deGrom is the big one. Carlos Rodon is out there. He's like the the youngest star Mm because we're talking deGrom and Verlander are both, you know, deGrom's 35, Verlander's 40, and so you got a lot of risk there, but Rodon's 30. He's got a lot of risk, too, with the injuries. It's the nature of the game these days with pitchers and injuries. Chris Bassett is out there. He's 34. Injured. Um, Japanese Kodai Senga, he's yeah. 29. You want to talk about injuries? Uh, injuries injuries with him injuries. didn't he get screwed injuries. up when he last tried to come? Was that Senga or was that someone else? Uh,
1: that was Sugano. Yeah, yeah. Sugano, so that's winky. who it was. Yep. Yeah, with Sugano. his injuries, right? Yep. He, yeah. yep.
0: And then he kind of got didn't get signed for some reason, which didn't make any yep. sense. Yep. Um So yeah, the, the the crop top of the crop with the pitchers is interesting to me because. I think there's a lot of risk here, but um, mm-hmm. when you're talking about top tier pitching, it doesn't get any better than like a DeGrom or Verlander when they're healthy. Nope. And so where do you go? Like, do you give them a multi-year deal? They're gonna get multi-year deals, I shouldn't say, should yeah. you? But how far do you go and how much do you give them? Like, Verlander, do you give them more than two years? I doubt it. I mean, it's DeGrom, pushing do you three give more than three years? I don't, do you give options? Like, these are you this is really intriguing options. to see how these top line pitchers get treated yeah. in the market.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like you said, it's 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 like there there's such the the peak risk and reward pitchers right now, Verlander and Degrom. So I it's tough to even think giving them five years for me. So I mean, obviously Verlander, I'd put him at forty five. But even for Degrom, like you said, it's even this year. He there is he's pretty much the Byron Buxton of starting pitching. Obviously, he has better highs than Buxton does, but he's always hurt. He's and then you're starting to see it build up on him. And so it's like, at what point is it, do you not even take the risk with DeGrom for me?
0: I know. Well,
1: it's funny we talk about the injuries, but like Jacob DeGrom and Verlander, like they still, even if they play through an injury, kind of Scherzer are the same scenario, they still play through and they're still incredibly valuable. But Mm -hmm. the question is, how long can you get that until it totally collapses and then there's absolutely no value? You know that's that's where I think you're looking at it, right? So I think mm-hmm. for Degrom and Verlander, I wouldn't give them more than t- three years at best, and more so Verlander a one to two, Degrom probably three years just because he's Degrom, but not that Verlander's not Verlander, but at 40 years old, that's a huge gap two, from 35 to 40. 30. Yeah. Whereas for me, if I'm you know kind of on the cuss, like say like my organization would be the Seattle Mariners. Not that they would get a, I know this is just a weird scenario. i just throwing it out there, um, or a starting team that needs a good starting rotation. I'm looking at the Rodons, the Bassets, the Sangas in that tier right now Bassets. because those guys are, you know, Bassett's a little bit older too. He's 34, but he's a consistent innings eater. He's been valuable. You know, he doesn't he hasn't really broke down a lot as far as injuries yet, and so like there's still there's still value there. Whereas Rodon, there's high risk, high reward. But there's, you know, good, there's goods there. It's damaged goods. It's the same thing with Kodai Senga, who I still think is a better off pitcher in the long run to be your closer. I think his stuff is disgusting in one inning versus starting. As a lot of scouts have said, his fastball can get smoked. It doesn't have that spin. So I think those three right there are the more intriguing guys to me. The the DeGroms and Verlanders, I think their market is a little bit thinner. I think there's only going to be about four or five teams really looking at them because one age, two the money, and three they're going to be relying all on these guys. I mean, these are teams like the Yankees and like those teams that kind of have leeway if they don't do well, that they have other guys to step up, whatever. You know, the Houston Astros is an example too. You know, they have more leeway. As a team like, say, uh, I don't know, a a team that doesn't have that depth would not be a good fit for those guys because of their age, the risk. You can't, like the Twins. If the Twins were going to go out and get one of those guys, it would be a huge mistake for me because – I don't see them being able to bounce back lose that money and then where are they going to shell it off next like i I think that'd be a huge risk for minnesota as an example
2: yeah i mean kind of same thing with the career i think it's the it's the big contract where they could spend elsewhere for the twins but yeah i even for bassett i'm a huge fan of him just cause like that 34 years old even if he is an inning eater you're not 34 years old is if there's that many innings on that arm, it's it's you're already pushing that. Uh, so to me, it's it's again the the starting pitching is a lot like the the outfield this year. Free agency, we got some some big heavy hitters at the top, and then kind of just drizzled out to nothing. So it's gonna be an interesting market again. I think there's gonna be more trades for starters, but Degrom and are obviously, I mean not to Scherzer, a obviously the wait and see where they sign, and everyone else is gonna fall in line.
1: And then there's Luke's boy, Jameson Tyon, at eight. Yeah. he's.
0: I mean, he's a fine pitcher. I think there's going to be a lot of overpays.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so, too, big time. And yeah. a
0: lot of mistakes looking down two years from now.
1: These are a lot of – I mean, once you go past Tyler Anderson, and even Jameson Tyon and Tyler Walker, you're talking about Andrew Heaney, a yeah. borderline three, that's a number four starter, and so on. Like, that's pretty bad of a tier. Like, those mm-hmm. guys are not – I'm surprised you have Ross starters. Stripling – well, it's because of his Low. starter and relief yeah. market. That's, I mean, there's not a lot of guys like that. That <laughs> that makes it kind of valuable. And he did have a nice little run in the second half for the Blue Jays. That if he didn't have that run, there's no saying that the Blue Jays would even made the postseason.
0: Zach Eflin in here. Oh, he's a yep. closer. I know. Yeah, no, I don't think he's a starter closer. anymore. Well, I don't know if he's a closer. He's, he's not a starter. Not a starter. Yeah.
1: Mm.
2: More frequently closed than he
0: had started. So,
1: mm.
0: well, I think we should save our Twins talk for maybe another week. Another week, not next week, but like after that, maybe, because we got See plenty who the to MVPs talk about. Are? Um, yeah, we
1: got to talk about the heated rookie. And we're moves. already at
0: like thirty-six minutes here, so
1: super debatable. I know, definitely.
0: <laughs> well, if there's one thing we know about the Twins, they probably won't make any moves in two weeks. So, yeah, so next week I'll, we can I'll plan be, our recap, and then two weeks the Twins will still have done nothing probably. Maybe they'll make some moves. Maybe it'll be different. That'd be nice. Nah, I don't know. Then we'll have more to talk about.
2: Maybe they will offer that five hundred million to. Yeah,
1: maybe maybe they'll make five hundred million. That we absolutely hate, and then we can talk about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, that was kind of our really basic free agent breakdown. We really didn't get into the weeds that much. It's hard to because we don't have as much time. Um,
1: what well, we do.
0: The market will shake up. We do have time. Mm. We can literally go forever, forever if we wanted, but I don't like to <laughs> yeah. do that because we got things to do. We, uh, well, things will shake up in the off season. We'll break it down as they come in. Make sure to follow along: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your audio. We're on social media at StitchersPod Pod on Facebook and Twitter, and our email is dstitchespodcast at gmail Thanks for tuning in. Take care.